Explain the tax treatment of restricted stock, phantom stock, and stock appreciation rights programs. Another way to compensate executives through stock ownership is a restricted stock plan. In this type of plan, the participant is given shares of company stock that are stamped with specific restrictions. The most common restriction is that if the employee stops working prior to a specified date, he or she will have to forfeit the shares. Dividends on the stock may be paid to the participant during the entire period in which he or she holds the stock. For the employer, restricted stock plans are another way to tie the employee to the company through the vesting provision and to tie the benefit to the performance of the company stock. From the employee's perspective, this type of deferred compensation is relatively secure because the stock is titled in his or her name and is not available to the company's creditors. Another advantage is that like, unlike stock option plans, the employee does not have to pay anything in order to have stock ownership. The greatest negative from the employee's perspective is the possibility of forfeiture. Shares of stock are generally not taxed until the substantial limitations in the stock lapse. At that time, the value of the stock will be treated as ordinary income to the participant and will be deductible by the employer. Under Code Section 83, within 30 days of the time of granting the stock, participants can also choose to be taxed immediately instead of waiting until the limitations lapse. Making this Section 83 election is a big gamble because the stock could be forfeited later and the taxpayer would not be able to recoup the taxes paid. However, an individual who, one, does not expect to lose the stock, two, has the money to pay taxes at the time of the grant, and three, expects the stock to greatly appreciate in value, really may want to consider the election. Another way to provide executives with a reward for increasing stock prices without actually distributing stock is the phantom stock plan. With this program, the executive is given phantom units, which represent the value of the underlying shares of stock. The phantom units mature at a fixed date, for example, five years after the grant of the phantom stock. On the maturation date, the company may pay the executive the difference between the initial value of the units and their current value based on the current market price of the stock. This payment can be made in cash or in stock. For example, if the stock had a value of $5,000 at the beginning of the program and $10,000 at the maturation date, the executive would receive a $5,000 bonus. On the payment date, the value of the units is taxed to the executive as ordinary income and is subject to withholding. The company takes a tax deduction in the amount of the executive's taxable income from the units. As with other incentive plans, the executive has the possibility of large gains. But one advantage phantom stock has over stock options is that the executive avoids the financing cost associated with the exercise of options. A stock appreciation right also called an SAR, is an arrangement under which an executive has the right to receive the amount of the increase in the value of employer stock during a specified period. The executive receives in the increase in value by cashing out or exercising the SAR, similar to a stock option. For example, assume that Wanda receives SARs with respect to 1,000 shares of employer stock at a time when the stock is valued at $100 a share. The SARs may be exercisable for three years. After year one, the stock value is increased to $110 a share, and Wanda exercises 100 of her SARs and receives a cash payment of $1,000.
Similarly, after year two, the stock now has increased in value to $200 a share. Wanda can exercise her remaining 900 SARs and receive a cash payment of $90,000. The grant of an SAR does not result in taxation because the executive has the right to receive income only in the future. Now, once the SAR has been exercised, the amount received by the executive is taxed as ordinary income. The employer generally receives a deduction for the same amount. The ordinary income recognized by the executive is subject to income tax withholding and is considered wages subject to employment taxes.